Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Borough's young guns are our topic of conversation on the Tripe Supper this week. Uh, for that reason, we've brought John O'Taylor in, our under-21 expert. Uh, John, just very briefly, give us a summary of kind of where, where the season's at with both the under-21s and the under-18s and, and how they've done this year. Well, obviously, the, um, the attentions on Teesside are firmly on the, the championship uh, promotion race at the minute, but um, there's a lot of good work going on at Rockcliffe behind the scenes. Um, certainly, the under-21s and the under-18s are both performing well, both top of their divisions. I mean... The 21s in particular, they're currently five points clear at the top of their um, Barclays Premier League uh, second division. Um, there's only for four games to go, I believe. Um, so, you know, the titles and promotion to that you know, top category one um, position is well within reach. Uh, the under 18s, similarly, they obviously topped the, the Northern League um, and now they're in the, the playoff league with the, the top teams from the North and South. They lost the first game against Everton, but since they've won every game since, then I believe beat Chelsea down at Cobham. So, um, but it, it, there's some great work going on down there, and it could be a really, really special season at Middlesbrough across the board. Yeah, because I guess it, it comes in waves, doesn't it? Vic? I mean, you'll have seen them over the years. Do you get kind of a couple of years where a load come through, uh, and then absolutely. two, three years yeah. it'll go quiet? And then one of the things I think that frustrates fans is that when we set up the academy, the idea was there's going to be that production line as if you could plan it, that it would be two or three a year. And it doesn't really work like that. I mean, as we know, Manchester United have this myth of a, a golden generation. Mm. Uh, but very few have come through since then. Uh, you do get clutches. Uh, obviously, in the Teesside psyche is dominated by that team that Bruce Rioch took over, where it was all 18-year-old kids, yeah. of which a, a great number played long careers in, in the top flight, and many played international football. But they are freaks, and really, if you can get one coming through a season, I think most clubs would accept that as a very, very good ratio. Yeah, I mean, if you look back to obviously Steve McLaren's last league game, I mean, I think pretty much the entire team was yeah. youth. You know, I think 15 out of the 16 were, were born within 30 miles of, of Middlesbrough or whatever, other than Malcolm Christie. Um, and Super Cooper was the experienced Exactly, team, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, that, I mean, that's probably, you know, that's not going to happen very often. And I think it's a fine line, really. I mean, you can't. You would do a lot of damage to these young players if you throw them in and they're not ready. Um, I think the work, certainly, that I've seen uh, with the young groups at the minute, I mean, Aitor plays a massive role in these young teams. Don't make no mistake about that. I mean, they, they play 4-2-3-1 formation. You know, I've spoken to, to Paul Jenkins many times about why that is. And, you know, if they need to be educated, if they ever are going to make it in the Middlesbrough first, and they know, need to know how to play the current system. Now, Aitor, more or less, is... Regiment is in four two three one. These young players need to learn how to play that. If you know, God forbid, injury crisis or whatever, they they currently find themselves in the match day squad as a couple of them have this season. Bryn Morris was on the bench against Blackpool, I think back in what September. Mm. Um, and, and there's a few of them won't be a million miles off eventually, but still quite early. I think for for a few of them, still need another season or so. Yeah, I was going to say it's no fluke, is it? I know, I know. When I've read kind of um, what Podjenkins had to say after the game, he spoke over and over about kind of that winning mentality within the club, and that'll come from 
from Karanga, won't it? Like you said, the system and what have you. And um, will he? I mean, do you think he'll be feeding in? Will he be? You know, in the ear of, of Jenkins and, and the under eighteen coach, Tink, is it's Tinkler, isn't it? The yeah. End? yeah. No, with, without a doubt, without a doubt. And um, I mean, it's very. It, it's not a segregated thing at Rockcliffe at the minute. I mean, you've got under twenty one players. People, people like Harry Chapman, who's only just broke on the twenty one stage. You know, he's been training in and among the first team um, long before he was. You got his England under eighteen call up. I mean, they obviously Ayato's got a background in the Spanish youth. I mean, he knows plays inside out. He knows what's going to make a good player, a youth player coming through. And he, you know, you know we know what Ayato's like. He, he's meticulous, isn't he? He's going to know everything from top to bottom. Constantly, he's in the ear of, of Jenkins and the other coaches there, and and vice versa as well. You've, you can only look at the, some of the first team players that played for the 21s this year. Look at Yannick Wilshot, Desma. People that aren't getting first team games are in the 21s. It's not it's not the reserve team as, as some people kind of see it. It's very much an opportunity for players that aren't getting games and ones that are pushing up as well to to you know, experience real competitive football. And that's what it is. I mean, you, they're up against Arsenal on on Monday. Now, if you all you need to look at Arsenal's midfield in their last couple of games, the Arsenal under twenty ones have fielded Jack Wilshire, Abu Diaby, and Mikel Arteta in the last couple of games. I mean, hopefully they won't bring them on for, on, uh, on Monday. I mean, I think it's important to point out as well that that Borough have pushed the boat out to to maintain a Category One academy, mm. and a lot of teams in the Championship wouldn't do that because it requires. Quite a significant. I think it's two and a half million quid. Basically, is the is how much it costs because you've got to meet all the criteria. There's so many hours of contact time, so many coaches, so much education, uh, and it is a big commitment. And a lot of people maybe think that because we haven't had a player through for a couple of years, that you know, oh, we put that on the back burner. You no, know, far from it. Uh, Steve Gibson made a, a quite a deliberate decision to pursue this status, and it actually meant at a time when. The club was cutting back in other areas and were cutting wages in the first team. It meant that the academy was actually expanded and they were recruiting coaches. Mm. Uh, and it's been a quite a significant part of the long-term plan. You know, we talk about the, the vision that Karank has got and the vision that Steve Gibson's got, and a successful academy is part of that. And I don't think we should f- overlook the fact that you know the academy system came in in 1999. I think we've had. 45 players have come through that and played in the first team at Middlesbrough. Uh, not all of them have been long-term successes. You know, Some of them are now playing in the third division or the conference or whatever, but they've made careers. But there have been some magn- you know, significant first-team players come through, the likes of Stuart Downing and, and Adam Johnson, uh, people like that, who would have cost 8, 10, 12 million to buy if you were on the open market. So the academy has saved the club money, but it's also made the club money because I think sales uh, in the thirty-five million pound mark. And they just roll off the tongue, don't mm. you? Know, Catamore, Morrison, Wheater. They just there's so many, isn't there? Who you can who you can churn out. Will Karenga have been aware of that from the minute he walked in through the door? <laughs> I, I think it will have been put to him that this was the structure of the club. This is what we do. Blah blah blah. And, and this is the academy, and um, that's the because the uh, academy systems are. And, quite normal in the big clubs throughout Europe. It's not, you know, not an alien concept. Uh, but he will have been made aware that it was part of the long-term planning. And you know, if you can get one in on loan and get one in from the academy every year, then that's saving you potentially 10, 12, 15 million you know, investment in the first team. And that's the important thing. 
It's, it's absolutely no coincidence that under Karanka, obviously since he took over Borough's academy system in, in the certainly under 18s and under 21s, look at them. I mean, the, the top of the league. I mean, if if there wasn't an emphasis on the academy, they would not be performing. You know, they wouldn't certainly. Aitor wouldn't send a couple of first team players to play within the 21s. Um, I think there's been a lot of criticism recently. Certainly, um, I read a bit from from Les Ferdinand, now director of football at, at Queens Park Rangers, and he came out recently and said that you know the under twenty one league you know isn't fit for purpose. It's not adequately preparing um, players for, for the demands of first team football, really. And it was an interesting one that I put to put to Jenkins, um, and he kind of came up with an interesting few points. Really, he said, "Well, a if there's no under twenty one league, what's the what, what's the alternative going to be? You're going to have." A bunch of players that either aren't, aren't going out on loan and aren't making the first team just sat there you know, Monday to Friday just training. Mm. Um, and B, I mean, the way that Middlesbrough use the under-21 team is exactly that. To keep a full squad of players fit if people aren't getting the first team. Look like Yannick, you know, for example. He was up at Newcastle uh, last week and played 45 minutes. And that 45 minutes prepared him you know, to get onto the bench for, for the first team uh, against Wolves. So... There's so many reasons. I think I think the criticism from Ferdinand was you, you can understand if it doesn't work for his club, but it's all about how each of the individual clubs yeah, make I mean, it work. There is there is a noticeable gap between playing against teenagers yeah. and people who are twenty and playing against bruising twenty-eight year old experienced centre half. Which is where the loan spells come in, isn't it? In the old days, that's what the reserves was. It, it was a string of professionals, and you know you went in there and you would be playing up against first teams who were coming back from injury or weren't quite good enough mm. and to put like a 19 year old kid in then you know sometimes they'd get the, get the hell kicked out of them and it might demoralise them it's up to each individual club to come up with a strategy to bridge that gap and obviously for most clubs that, that strategy is sending kids out on loan mm. yeah. the, the, uh, another thing that's been in the news this year is the um, Johnson's paid trophy and whether the 21 should be in that is there a case for that do you think? It's certainly very interesting I mean it's it's, it would certainly spice up the the competition. Um, I don't think. I think you got to think. What what would the harm of it be? And it's a trip for, to Wembley, isn't it? Well, it's it's just, yeah, I, I, I would be adamantly against it because right. I think it sets a really dangerous precedent. And we know that Premier League clubs have already floated the idea of having their B teams mm. lower down the league. And I think if clubs in, in the bottom two divisions are blinded by the prospect of maybe playing Liverpool kids in, in one cup trophy, they then take away a principal defence when it comes to league matches because they're compromised. And I think another argument is, you know, that the Johnson's paid trophy without sounding patronising. It's it's the baby of the of the those lower leagues. It's their chance for glory the day out, isn't it, and what have you. And, and suddenly, you know, just to feed to the big clubs and to give them another chance to kind of pamper their own needs. It, it is, but I mean... It... At the minute, if you've got people that are saying, you know, the under-21 league's not fit for purpose, you know, et cetera, et cetera, well, it's about time that something was set up that is fit for purpose, if that is the case. I mean, these young players, they aren't going to, you know, just, just train Monday to Friday. Realistically, look at the current crop. I mean, not many of them are going to break into Isaac Grunner's first team, certainly in the ne- you know, next few games, in the immediate future. They've got to be doing something. Now, if, the, if that league's not fit for purpose, which I don't necessarily agree with, then, then what's the alternative? There's a danger. I mean, obviously, a lot of managers have come in from abroad in the last 10, 20 years where uh, the B teams do play lower down their pyramid in Germany, in Spain, and Italy. And for them, it would be the norm, uh, and they, they would see no harm in it. But there's nowhere else in Europe has a 92-club professional setup, mm-hmm. And the idea that 
a, 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 a big club can parachute their reserves somewhere in the pyramid means that a club like Hartlepool or, or whatever, crew, are going to get squeezed out of the pyramid. And for me, that's not fair because f football is not just about preparing uh, the future stars for big clubs. Football is about teams having an identity and having the ability to compete at whichever level their town or community can support. And I would find it very, very uh, unsettling should the big clubs go try and push this again. Uh, because not only would it, it squeeze out other clubs, which have got you know perfectly good 100-year histories and, and, and a proud part of their local community, but it also that if there was a B team as well, that would just encourage the big clubs to stockpile more talent yeah. because it would give them a platform to play in. Mm. So rather than having to put kids out on loan to Middlesbrough, they could play an entire team in the in the third division. I mean, I think I think if if we can just look at Middlesbrough for a second, I mean they they really have benefited this year from sending these players out to football league clubs, um, and it's through you know the under twenty one leagues that that's happened. I mean, I know you can look at Chelsea; you've got a, a whole team of, of people out on loan. You know, obviously two or three three of them are Middlesbrough, but um, in terms of Middlesbrough, I mean. That, that, that's the goal, really, for some of these people. Some of these players, you're going to look at the likes of you know, Charlie Wake and, and people that have obviously since gone to Carlisle. That's, their, that's going to be their aim, isn't it? They're not, they're not going to break into the Middlesbrough's first team. So that, you know, if they perform well, that is their, their ultimate, really, getting out on loan and, and then impressing from there. Um, and because of that, I mean, certainly, I, I think, they, certainly the under-21 Premier League, I mean, it has to... It has to stay the same. And, and Karanka, I mean, I know at the start of the year there were, there were a few grumbles about the fact that he'd allowed some of the homegrown players to move on, Steele, Smallwood and the likes, but he's certainly not shied away from, from play. I mean, Reach is a prime example, isn't he? Out on loan last year, could have gone the other way, couldn't he? Had he come back not, impre not impressed, Ben Gibson. Ben so Gibson's the prime example. The inspirations and the motivations there, isn't it, for the yeah, kids? Absolutely. The ones? Yeah. Uh, I think also on the, on the academy, I think it's worth pointing out that if you ask... Dave Parnaby, who has a fantastic reputation in football, he would tell you that it's not just about producing professional players for Middlesbrough. It's actually, he sees himself as having a pastoral role as well. He comes from an educational background and he's about turning out well-rounded, socially adapted young men. Mm. And for him, every player that leaves there and goes to anywhere in football and makes a living in football, he takes great pride in that. And I think... It's very easy to say, oh, you know, we've only got so-and-so playing at the top level, blah, blah, blah. But if you look lower down the leagues, uh, there are dozens and dozens of players making a very good living in professional football who've been through the Middlesbrough Academy. Mm. And that's a feather in our cap as well. And the reason that's a good thing is that parents of young players who are 15 and 16 who are looking down the list of, of potential places to put young, uh, young Kyle... Uh, Middlesbrough stands out because not only have you got a more chance of getting a first team place there than you have at Manchester United or Liverpool or Newcastle, but you've also got more chance of actually making a living as a professional footballer because it's an academy that sets pride on, on turning out grounded people. Mm. It's not just uh, a mercenary operation that will spit out people at 16 and 17 saying, you know, you're not good enough for a son. You know, they, they do actually try to prepare people for life. Uh, and I think that that's a, a feather in the cap of the club. And I think you look, sorry, John, I think you look at, uh, you look elsewhere. I know earlier this season, I remember Mourinho commenting on, on Lewis Baker, who Borough were briefly linked with. 
and saying how if they're not in the England team within two or three years then he's failed but you think how, how is he going to break in the England team because they don't get a kick do they I know there's talk of this Bamford deal extension and he's certainly done enough this year to prove that he's worth a, a punt in the Premier League but it's so difficult isn't it whereas Borough even when they were in the Premier League there is that opportunity there and, and like you say if they, if, it, if, if they succeed they can move on if not they work their way down and still make a living absolutely right I think it's all comes down to the individual club really the utopia obviously of at Middlesbrough you know, with Steve Gibson is that you're going to have you know, local homegrown players breaking through into the team and, and that has happened at Middlesbrough that does not happen everywhere that, that has happened at Middlesbrough you look at some of the players that have come through you look at you know right at the integral part of the, the promotion bid this season you know, it has been Ben Gibson you've got people at Adam Reach that have you know, come from the wilderness really this season I mean the utopia is, is pretty much there. I mean, you, you're not going to ever have a full team full of them, but if you can get two or three that come through, then that, that is a feather in the cap of the academy, and I think Borough do it as well as anyone. You know, I'd like to see Borough's long-term future as a, a stable, sustainable club where the, 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 the academy plays a key part. And I'd like to see Borough as like a, a supercharged crew mm. turning out one or two good players one, you know, every two or three years that that really can take a place in the first team and at some point in the future can be sold on to invest back in, in the next generation. Make no mistake, there's some talented, talented players uh, coming through that academy now and albeit, you know, we're, we're kind of all focused on the, the end of the, the championship promotion season and rightly so, but I mean, you're going to look in a few years' time, you're going to see people people's names. Everyone already heard of the likes of Bryn Morris, obviously, you know, came in, it was the FA Cup against Hastings, I think, that he came on. I mean, he's obviously coming through, had a spell alone at Burton. You know, he's he's still very, very young. He's going to come through. There's other players, you know, that are turning out for England and the youth teams, you know, left, right and centre. You look at the likes of Dale Fry, who are already years ahead in their advancement. He's now almost, you know, an under-21 starter now. You know, if you've got the under-21s captain, Johnny Byrne, that's just signed a new long-term contract with Middlesbrough, I mean... The, the goal isn't short-term with these kind of players. It's looking at the bigger picture. And if one of one or two of them can break into the first team, well, you know, that, that's really testament to everything that's, that's happening there at the minute. And I was going to say, I know in, the, in a Grant Ledbetter video that did the rounds recently, that one Borough film, which, which was great, they, they, they pinned him down and asked him, you know, if there was one player you're going to pick out. And he didn't hesitate in saying, Harry Chapman, could, could you do the similar? You know, is the one player who's, who's impressed you? Well, I mean... I, I think Chapman he's absolutely right. I mean he's so he's so exciting down that right hand side. But it is, you know, important not to put too much pressure on these players. I mean he he's just made the step up really to the under twenty ones, he's played a handful of games and performed very well. Certainly at West Brom at, at the Hawthorns, he was up against um, I remember I remember it was a, an international fullback certainly. Um that they just signed for decent money in the summer and he, he was absolutely fantastic. But um, the one person I like is he, he plays on the left is Julian Mondal. He's just breaking through the under 18s into the under 21s. Uh, he signed a, a deal at Borough um, certainly in the last year, um, and he's he's got a real talent. And Vic, kind of looking back, you know, from the, from the present to the past, who's the the one player who who we've produced over the years? Does it have to be Downing who's the standout? I, I think I think Stewie Downing's the best Teesside born player, possibly since the war, uh, and I, I think. Uh, the fact that he's played his entire career in, in the Premier League and been picked by five England managers, I think that pretty much underlines that. Uh, in the past, I mean, there was a clutch of players in the 60s that, that stepped up and, and became integral part of the club. You look at the likes of Willie Madron, who, not for his injuries, might have played for England himself. Uh, and obviously Tony Mowbray, who is a, an iconic figure that 
held the club together through a really, really rocky spell when we were, you know, we, he, he helped us climb out of the coffin in a, in a very dark era. Uh, and people like that will always stand out because the fact that you're local gives you an identity with the, the crowd and the crowd will always uh, uh, cling to that, you know, because it's, a, you know, these are people who went to the same school as you or, you know, they, their mums work with your mum and yeah. things like that. And, and that does help weld the team to the crowd. So I think it's important to have local people, uh, not for sentimental reasons. I mean, they should also be really, really good players and be there on merit. Uh, we, we've had some fantastic players over the years that come in and, and do a really good job for, you know, two, three, four, five years, and, and they may not be England superstars, but that doesn't mean they're not important in our story. And the real positive of what Borough have got that so many clubs don't have as well is that the people coming through the Borough Academy, they can look at the likes of Stuart Downing, they can look at the likes of Adam Johnson, they're, you know, attracting Premier League headlines week in, week out. They've walked through exactly the same corridors that they're walking through. You know, that That's the goal, that's what you can do if you get your head down and, and you know succeed at Middlesbrough, you know, go and do it. The future certainly seems to be a bright one. Thanks again, Nick. Thanks, Trevor.